0: I'm like, oh, bring that gorgeous ball-headed man back, please. Just go
1: ahead and floss your ass with that film. I'm like, no, no,
0: no, please. Wow, smoking weed is overrated, and so is Oliver Stone. Do you like when Vince Vaughn took on a Mitsubishi Eclipse and won? I wanted him to murder everybody in this movie twice. But that
1: was a drunk purchase at midnight. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks. And in the spirit of Justice League opening the tonight, we have United the Two. <laughs>
0: ah, yeah. I'm Eric Marner. Very quaint. Very, very quaint. <laughs> very, very quaint. <laughs> and I'm Eugene Weaver. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, oh,
1: this, it's going to be one of those shows. I just realized <laughs> something horrible.
0: Are you ready for this? Uh, let's hear it. oh here we go oh shit (laughs) oh
1: yeah i want to take my shirt off
0: (laughs) but even that yeah then it it, would be even i don't
1: think it would be better for for yeah those that can't see us because it's a sky we're skyping but we're wearing the exact same t-shirt and uh (laughs) oh no oh man (laughs) I mean, the exact same T-shirt. Yeah. I don't know if I can yeah. do the whole show looking at you wearing
0: the same shirt that I'm wearing. It's kind of like the episode of where I froze in uh, mid-blow job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or maybe yeah. it's,
1: it's the episode of Star Trek where uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Kirk's bad half got released onto the ship. Oh, yeah, with his mustache or his little goatee. Or was it Spock that had the goatee? Oh, this is...
1: I can't. I can't do this. I, I cannot do
0: this. Just <laughs> Yeah. Pause. Okay, pause. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I wouldn't wow. be able to listen to anything that you are saying while that would be... Well, I could just see the same Star Trek oh. logo bouncing up and down and... <laughs> There we oh. go. How about oh. that? There. I'll just be hot and wear my
0: hoodie. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. For, seriously. For, and our our audience thanks both of us as well, I'm sure, because that was a train wreck waiting to happen. Already happening.
1: I just noticed it while I was talking about it. <laughs> Oh, shit. It's going to be one of those shows. I can just feel it. Oh. That's what happens. We We take a little break. We take a week off. Just, you know... Re, re, get get the houses in order at home and and oh okay. I come back wearing the I'm gonna go out and find some Top Gun shirt that you own just so that I can pull this trick on you again. <laughs> I'll coordinate it with your wife. Find out what you're planning on wearing tonight.
0: Yeah, the next thing you know, best of the best.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: well, oh, okay. How, how are you, sir? <laughs> oh, I'm whew, I'm good now. I was dealing with crying sick kid and in the uh, time span of about three minutes, I'm sucking back my own snot and trying not to completely <laughs> derail the show here <sighs> fantastic
1: uh yes I also was dealing with extremely whiny three year old holy crap was he having a bad day today and uh, uh that of course translates to uh you know the parent having a bad day yep but all is right with the world now because uh the mics are on, the kids are in bed, and the
0: drinks are warming. Yes, they are. How was vacation? Oh, yes. Uh, vacation was good. It was um, you know, as much as I I still have a soft spot for Florida, it's still you know, I just uh, Ohio is my place and I, you know, I like the seasons even though it's cold and miserable here. I, I just being in the Florida sun again, I'm like, "Ugh." I, this sucks. I can't like, I can't keep taking clothes off or I'm going to be completely butt naked here. Whereas in Ohio, I can, you know, yeah, I can... dial up the Skype and
1: make your friend take his clothes off. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. So, <laughs> uh,
1: no, I know what you're saying. The older I get, I, I seem to not be able to take the heat as much.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it was a good vacation. Uh, whenever you're doing air travel with kids, you always hope for the best and we, we, everything went fine. It was, it was, Good time, but it's good to be back. Work was piling up, so it's good to get back into the swing of things. And, um, I am now caught up and we're going to have a, well, I'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Uh, the, the the, uh, the movie that we're going to be uh, opening, if, if that's okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. Cause uh, you'll find it interesting what I have to say about that, especially cause it ties in a little bit with comic books and you'll see. I am intrigued.
1: Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, Well, let's get on with the show then, and start off as we always do with the roulette, and dive in the ocean of cinema, and try and find those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was Other Life up against Meet the Robinsons, and it is your turn to go first, my friend. And I'm very interested to hear about all of your reviews tonight, because they seem, uh, half of them, I think... I might have had some hand in recommending, so I'm dying to know what you think about some of these movies. But uh, start us off with Meet the Robinsons. Okay. Um,
0: I, I, this was an easy thumbs up here. It's it's not like, to me, it's not top, top tier Disney stuff. And this is almost like when they were, tr- I don't know. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of Pixar and Disney back when Pixar and Disney were not a thing, but it felt like they're trying to be Pixar- um, and having said that, that's not a bad thing because they were trying to be Pixar and Pixar's awesome. And this movie is really, really good. It's funny. Um, it's, it has a, a bit more of a Disney feel than a Pixar, Pixar that rips your heart out, throws it on the ground, stomps on it, and then picks it up and eats it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow makes a lot of jokes about it that make you forget the horribleness that, of the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you saw five minutes ago. And it doesn't really have that. I'm, would you agree? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. I agree with everything that you said okay. so far. Um, but but, and I'm gonna chime in here about Frozen because Frozen is a great example of, uh, and even Moana for that matter, the two newest uh, Disney CGI animated movies is, even those movies don't feel like the Pixar counterparts to where you're just you're ready to ball at any minute. Like neither of those movies really do that, and neither does this one. And I I, I personally like that. I I don't like to always have to like, oh great, where's my Kleenex because I'm going to melt, I'm going to have a meltdown here because it's so sad and heartbreaking. Um But this is fun and good animation for its time. It's not quite like things are now. This is 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it's sci-fi, it time machine stuff. I Oh, total, total easy watch. And I actually watched this without the kids but this is, next time I watch it, I'll definitely be watching it with the kids. Do you
1: have this on Blu-ray? I have you? this on Blu-ray and, okay. uh, because of you picking it on the roulette, I actually, and it popping up on Netflix, had a movie night with the family and I said, okay, kids, we're going to watch this. And I, I watched it again in the last here uh, week or two. And my uh, score totally holds up. I've talked it up to you, but I never, I was never like, this is A+. Plus. It's just, it's a surprising one that I felt fell between the cracks, kind of. I it don't did. feel like it got a lot of attention. And it was one that, can make me cry. There are some very emotional parts of it as far as, like, family connections and stuff. But I thought yeah. it was handled so much... Well, I don't know if I want to say so much better than Pixar. But Pixar just, like, punches you right in the face. I know. Without I don't... any hesitation. And, like, Up is a great movie. I don't know if oh. I'll ever watch that again. because I watched f- it one time. Because, yeah, the, because, because the first of...
0: act is just... Yeah. It's so hardcore and depressing. And same with Toy Story 3. It's like, I watched it once. And I'm like, good God, that was so depressing and sad and, ah. Oh. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and this. Whereas this I guess one, it's,
1: it's very sad in the beginning, but it's, it's realistic. It's not like, it's not like punch you in the face hardcore. It's more like, here's a real kind of believable story. Yeah. And then by the end, you, I mean, all along the way, see, it's, it's so different watching that movie when you already know what is going on, like for the second or third time, because I'm looking forward to watching it again with the kids. Definitely. You're, you're picking out so many things along the way where you're, Oh, why didn't I quite see that? But, um, and it it makes it more heartwarming of a journey than the very first time you watch it, but it has a great third act where things are kind of wrapped up in a beautiful neat little bow and yep. i don't know i i, I thought Disney. it had a couple yeah totally that's exactly you're exactly right but um it had a couple it still had a couple of jokes in there that were so freaking funny the the t-rex just yes put me on the floor like fall yep. off the couch laughing i and when you can give me at least a couple of punchlines that are that good i what's not to like
0: Yep. It's funny, I'm on IMDb here, and the budget for this thing was $150 million, and it only grossed $97 million. And it's just so weird to think now, like, when Disney pops out at, like, their own, like, not Pixar, but, like, uh, again, Frozen or Moana, it's like, it makes bank, big time bank. But this one here did not, you know, $97, $97 million is nothing to schluff at, but it's still, it didn't make its budget back here, and, um. I kinda. Which of- is sad because it's, it's, it's a, gr- it's a really good movie. And the, the Blu-ray looks so good, dude. Yeah, it's, I definitely want to watch the Blu-ray next. Definitely.
1: And I, I could be wrong on this, but my uh, deep, dark memory is saying that something else opened in the uh, range of the weekend that this opened that crushed it. So Possibly. It that might have a got chance. buried by something else. I, I could be completely wrong on that. But uh, anyway, yeah, Meet the Robinsons. Good flick, and I encourage yep. everybody to check it out. Yep. And you. Other Life. <laughs> It's so funny with some of these movies after, uh, especially when it's a roulette, you gotta, oh, it's been two weeks since we did the show. I, what was that movie about? I vaguely recall liking it, but I had to go back and <laughs> dig up the synopsis so that I could remember it. After inventing a drug that induces time compressed virtual realities, young Ren grapples with uh, partner Sam over how to use their powerful creation. And that is a, that's not a, an inaccurate, synopsis, but it also is kind of not specific vague as to what is going on in this movie uh, basically, this woman has found a way to program oh boy, how do I even describe this because I'm what whatever scientific terms I'm about to use, I'm sure they're all wrong basically, she's learned how to program a liquid with molecules and stuff and then you plop it in your eye like an eyedropper and then time is paused for your brain and you go on a memory journey of whatever she programs into it. But it's some memory that somebody had, like I'm skiing in the Alps one day for a whole day for 24 hours. Right. And I, I wake up in my cabin and I make myself a nice breakfast and then I go out and I ski down the, the Alps and it's a wonderful day. She programs that into this thing spits out a liquid, you pl- put it in your eye, and you have this entire day worth of memories in, like, two minutes. Okay. So it's a totally new kind of technology, but you see how it also is, like, an Inception kind of thing where time is is compressed. And the, whole, the goal of what she's trying to do is to... Um, <clears throat> uh, wake her brother out of a coma. Let's put it that way. And... <sighs> The people that she's partnered with care only about money, so they want it for to. Oh boy, this this plot is very complicated, but there's a lot of shit going on, man. And and by the time you get to the third act, what? Okay, let me.
0: <laughs> what what
1: her partners want want to make money off of it, so they want to uh, partner with a a prison corporation for uh, mental imprisonment. Whereas, like you get accused of, or you know, you're found guilty of a crime, and then you have to go to mental prison, which is <clears throat> this virtual prison. So, like, ah, <laughs> the shit's hard to explain, but it was fucking cool, man. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds really. It and it's it's an awesome, it's a low budget movie, but it's like an Australian Australian thing, so it, it's not like are American low-budget shitty movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> it yep. actually has good ideas and good writing and is surprising all along the way. I'm derailing again. Uh, so they, they want to partner with the prison system so that, like, if you get a key, uh, sentenced to 100 years in prison, you can actually serve out that sentence. You will take this dropper, you will put it in your eye. In the real world, you will only be sitting in the chair for an hour. But in your mind, you are trapped in this prison where every day you wake up and you eat your meals and you go to sleep and you deal with what it's like to be in prison for 100 years. And then at the end of that, you would wake up and it's only actually been an hour. But, but in, people I'm guessing are crazy afterwards. Uh, this is the experimental phase. They aren't actually doing it yet. It's just she's battling with these people who want to turn it into that. She doesn't want it to become that. She okay. wants it to be a medicinal thing or a recreational thing for fun. It, that would be torture. Um, yeah. So then you get about to the halfway point, and then it the, the road really starts making some harsh turns. And some very interesting things happen. And I didn't know where it was going. And I give this movie a thumbs up. I'm not going to go quite gem. But I'm going to say this is a definite thumbs up. This is a solid film, especially for being a lower budget film. I give it a little more of a bump for being a low budget film. Absolutely keep this one in the queue. Absolutely check it out. Don't get scared away by the, I think the runtime, I think it's a uh, hour 45 or I think it's a little longer. Uh, don't get taken aback by, um, you know, if, if you're at the halfway point, and you're like, okay, I think I know what's going to happen. You don't. It takes some very interesting twists and, and turns for that second half, and I was very pleasantly surprised the way that it went. Uh, it got kind of really dark, and I was like, you're doing that? And then it would lighten up, and I was like, oh, it's not what I thought. And then it would get even darker, and I thought, oh, you're doing that. And then it would lighten up again. And in the end, when all was said and done, I was satisfied with the outcome of all of our characters, and... Uh, Keep this one in the queue. This is one that you should definitely check out.
0: Cool. Sounds good. That's a really good premise there. I I like that. It's really
1: hard to explain how deep it goes, but it does have some inception levels. It like, you could, you could tell there were a couple of scenes where they had inception kind of graphics where the world was closing in on on itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like in that city scene. And you're like, there was your whole budget
0: <laughs> yeah for that one shot uh, it sounds a little bit like maybe even minority report with the prisoners being uh well there's no i don't want to give too much yeah. away but they they
1: don't actually get to that phase there was only ever one yeah. or two
0: prisoners but
1: the concepts that they introduced in, in that strain of the plot and the way that they used it were really really disturbing and i and in a good way and i yeah check this one out you don't want to miss
0: this one Cool. Excellent. I will certainly keep that in the queue and, uh, watch that hopefully sooner than later. Next round. Okay. Um, so, coming your way first up, these are all, at least to me, these passed the trailer test. I think these look pretty good for roulette. First is, uh, all about the money. Uh, two down on their luck buddies are convinced by a third to take a vacation only after landing in Columbia, South America. Do they realize that they are there to attempt to capture the United States' most wanted criminal with no military training. And uh, that's action-adventure-comedy type thing. Um, I think it looks pretty good, pretty funny. Uh, so who knows? The next one is uh, The Killer. <clears throat> uh, I believe this might be a uh, Netflix original. Uh, this is a Western, a Brazilian Western about uh, Caballera, I th- I think, um, I think so. Yeah, Cavalera, a feared killer living in the countryside of, uh, I'm not gonna pronounce that. Just it's, it's a western. There you go. Uh, hopefully it's a, a good shoot 'em up. Um, and then lastly is a movie called Savage Dog. Uh, hold on here, Savage Dog, <clears throat> and this is starring, of course, Scott Atkins. So immediately it's going to at least. Probably have some ass kickery. Uh, it's basically he kicks people's asses, and it looks it looks like a a safe pick. Keith David is in it. I like Keith David, um, and Scott Atkins is even in the worst of movies. It's always fun to watch him just take out bad guys. So there you go.
1: All right, and for you, I think it's hilarious that you threw up the all about the money because the. One that I was sure that I was going to throw to you this week was Ripped, which is my first pick mm. here. And it's also a comedy. It's a stoner comedy. After waking up from a 30-year nap brought on by a CIA-engineered pot, two stoner pals are fatter and balder, but still think like teenagers. And you and I can kind of be meh on some stoner kind of movies, but this one def- definitely looks more like Grandma's Boy than... Uh, the ones that annoy us. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. If you have watched this trailer, it looks really funny. Uh, next up is your safe pick of the week. S is for Stanley. It's a documentary. The film. This film examines the complex life of iconic filmmaker Stanley Kubrick, as seen through the eyes of his devoted lifetime driver, Emilio De Alessandro. And lastly is one that I had on the roulette I've been wanting you to watch forever, but if I pump them up too much, then you think they're all A pluses, and uh, well, just throw it on the roulette and you have the option, and besides, Netflix is bereft of good recent horror movies. And uh, they've added several horror movies, they just all look like complete garbage. Oh, we'll get into that later on
0: Recently Watched. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, that makes me happy because I know that it wasn't my fault. I didn't recommend them to you or <laughs> make uh... you watch them on roulette. More than likely, uh, when animals dream, when sixteen-year-old Marie breaks out in a strange in strange rashes, her small-town neighbors panic, and her family's terrified terrifying secret can no longer be contained. And uh, to refresh your memory on my review of this one, I said this is basically. Uh, the foreign, the, the original version of "Let the Right One In" just with werewolves. So keep that in mind. I'm not. I, okay. I didn't rave about this one like A plus plus. It was just, ah, this is a damn good movie, and I think it was under ninety. So it's also not sure too long, and it it is a foreign film, but I thought it was very well shot and a cool story, and uh, I I really dug it. I would totally buy it on Blu-ray
0: if I came across it. Nice. Okay. okay. You're up first. Um, those are all solid picks. I think because this has been in my roulette for the longest time uh, and your review, I'm going to try that uh, Animal's Dream thing. Sweet. Yep. I want to get that off the list because it, it's been sitting there ever since you reviewed it. And I'm like, okay, now that's the kick in the pants. I'm going to watch it and report back. Cool. And you. Uh, I watched the
1: first 15 minutes of The Killer, uh, um, before you even put the picks up. This was a couple days ago. And I was like, nah, this isn't really for me. Not oh, so really? much. It, uh, it had some things where I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting, but then, uh, it quickly, as we'll talk about later and recently watched, kind of, I don't even remember what it was now, but it kind of crossed the line where I was like, you know what, I'm, I got other things i'd rather watch i'm good um anyway so i'm gonna say no to that one savage dog that's a uh, that's roulette fodder 101 it yes just, it is we'll just keep throwing that one back on until somebody takes it it's scott atkins that's safe i will take all about the money i'm kind of feeling like a th- that trailer was pretty darn funny
0: i was wh- was that the guy from starship troopers uh yes, Casper Van Dien. There we go. Yeah. And Danny Trejo is in this too. Yeah, so, and Lin Lin Shay is in this. I I like Lin Shay. The the so. jokes landed for me at least in the trailer. So I'll take it. Good. Cool. Well, hey, let's see if we can go
1: 2 for 2. Yeah. Uh okay. So there you have it. Next week will be all about the money and when animals dream. I'm really curious what you'll think of that movie.
0: Yeah. As soon as you said, as soon as you listed that one as an option, I'm like, okay, there we go. That's one that has been on my list forever. Time to get it off the list. Yep.
1: Okay. Uh, let's move on to the rabbit trail. That's what we're gonna do for our second segment tonight. Just kind of bounce back and forth. If you have some uh, movie news or stories or topics you want to talk about, you get to go
0: first, my friend. What do you got? Okay. Um. So. I, We've got this movie coming out in our theater, uh and I just this is basically more of an observation than just kind of uh, just i don't know just interesting movie chit chat but uh the new movie uh my friend Dahmer is coming out at the uh the theater that I manage. Have you heard of this movie yeah, I have okay um <clears throat> so uh it uh we had it on a split run we only have one screen and um uh, some of the scenes, I guess, were shot in and around Akron. Um, and uh, here's where the comic book stuff comes into play. Have you ever heard of, an, uh, of a graphic novelist called Durf Back Durf? Because he wrote the graphic novel of this movie. No, I haven't. He's actually going to be at the theater tomorrow night introducing the movie. Um, but here's what's cool, I think, is, um, uh, you know, right now we have The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is a bigger, more high-profile arts. Art house type movie. Um, that's doing pretty good. Um, this movie here, I don't remember ever, uh, since I've worked here, had this happen to where every single showing is sold out before the movie even opens up. And it's been sold out now for, um, oh, probably close to a week. Every single, every single show, there's not one seat left, not one ticket left for sale for this movie. And I just, I feel like this might be a breakout. Uh, art house type movie uh, because the trailer looks fantastic. I haven't watched, I watched a little bit of it today, uh, but I've, it's just odd to me um, just how this all came about and how this movie is, you know, the high school years of Jeffrey Dahmer uh, as written by a graphic novel. I mean, this is a graphic novel that was translated into a movie and uh the distributor, it's a, it's not as well known of a distributor, but it's, it's just really cool the buzz behind this movie, and I thought that you would appreciate that, um, that something like this is, you know, yeah, that,
1: a, yeah, that's 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 really cool. I uh, no, I I was not aware of the graphic novel or the, I mean, I was aware of the movie, but not the graphic novel or anything. I've never heard of the, is the is he the author or the artist or.
0: He's the, well, I'm not both. sure. Uh, maybe both. Okay. Uh, but the animation or the, uh, the, the novel itself looks really, really good. Like it looks, it looks cool. So I'm looking forward to, uh, hearing people's feedback on the movie. And I just, I love when there's that much buzz, uh, about a movie that, that I frankly, I'm like, well, this, this is probably going to play okay. It's, you know, and then it took off to where, this happened to where every every single show is sold out. Are you gonna book um, and, it for more shows? Well that's the that's the problem is um I would like to, but I have I have things booked every weekend through uh all the way through mid December. So I'm literally trying to find creative ways of of placing this movie uh into more screenings without uh stepping on the toes of our other distributors with their movies playing and it which is quite difficult because you want to keep your relationships with these other distributors so you you know you have to play nice uh but we're trying to find creative ways of keeping this movie in some afternoon uh, shows maybe yes exactly <laughs> um but anyway i i'm i'm excited about that but uh i guess my that leads me to uh what what can create buzz in a movie that you just don't expect buzz Four, uh we had the same thing happen with my uh, with uh loving vincent which is a the fully uh, oil painted movie yeah and it it that took off and we had mostly sold out shows for that and i'm like I, I it's just surprising to me that a movie that does that good doesn't get more of a release like that it doesn't end up in actual like like the big multiplexes
1: yeah i i mean between just those two examples, I would say it's probably two different things. Didn't the Dahmer, didn't Dahmer have something to do with Ohio? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, that might be the trigger there. Might, I mean, yeah. uh, if the artist or or uh, the author or whatever, was he from Ohio? Because that might have had something to do with it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's from, Cle- he's from Cleveland. This derf guy's from Cleveland. Oh, There
1: you go. I, I would say that's your draw for that one. Uh, with yeah. the other one, with the uh, painting one. I, you're in Akron. It's an artistic community in the area that where your theater is. Yeah. You know, that. so something like that, I, I could see that being the draw. Uh, yeah. uh, not necessarily a local thing so much as a, uh, uh it's a college town. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I was expecting like, Oh, like our big high profile movie is going to be killing of a sacred deer. Of course. Right. And then it's, it's, it's just cool when I see these small movies come in that that just clean house. I love, love, love that Well, song. is Killing of a Sacred Deer doing okay? Yeah, It is. It is. It's doing good. People that see it have loved it. I've been hearing
1: crazy buzz about that movie.
0: Yeah, and even Mother. uh Mother did not do good at all in the multiplexes. And then we brought it in after it was pretty much done, right before it hit the Dollar Theater. And it did really well for us. I mean, I just think that I love... I love when a, a, an art community comes together and supports uh, a movie that maybe the mainstream crowds are like, eh, meh. Nah. Yeah. So I think that's cool. But I'm, that's, I'm always trying to find more foreign movies, uh, experimental art animation type stuff. And I love when the ones that I, that I book actually click with the crowds and uh, it's exciting. It's like invigorating to be a, a part of that, to, see these smaller movies get recognition, and instead of just, they just, even though they might be fantastic, they just pop up on Netflix one day, and that's how you hear about them, that yeah. they are they get a theatrical release. Right.
1: I know what you're talking about.
0: Anyway, that's just my little... No, no, you're thing.
1: good. I, I like that. That's It's very interesting. I'm always interested when you talk about the theater and, and how, how the decision-making process behind... You know what? What are we going to get in here, and what's going to do well? And you, you know, it's it's that's a it's a tricky thing. It's always a roll of of the dice.
0: It is. Yeah. It, I actually booked with uh with a very small studio. I booked uh, the nineteenth annual uh, animation uh, shorts, whatever, uh, from different countries, and it's an hour and a half of just these really different animated short films. And um, I like the distributor themselves, I'm dealing with them. And they're so cool to deal with because they, you can tell, they genuinely love this collection of short films. And they are going like the extra mile to help us promote it. And they want to talk to me on the phone about how how can we better promote this thing in your community like what can we do to get the word out there to see this movie and that usually does not happen usually like there's lots of times where i'm like can you please send me a couple posters so we can hang the posters of your movie in our theater can please like they are going above and beyond and i love when there is that passion behind uh like with a distributor with their movie that they have that much faith in it they're like let's we want we want whatever it takes we'll will do to make people aware of of this movie that you guys you know have faith in that you're booking uh, at your theater so i'm i that's the stuff that's the part yeah. of this job that i really really like yeah yeah so, that is cool anyway i beg it anyway there you go that's just my little side whatever Wow, art house, my yeah, mine
1: by comparison mine seems really stupid i just got to say <laughs> ah. yours yours is way more involved with real art and cinema and mine's just like <laughs> Uh, I, uh, maybe I should not even do this. How about an update on the, uh, did I even mention the fil- film reels that I came across on the show?
0: No, you didn't, but I've been wanting to, to text you about that, uh, but then I usually fall asleep with drinking hand at night <laughs> when I'm ready to text you, like, hey, how's that going? I can't, I can't remember if I, did I talk about it on the show or not?
1: I can't remember. I don't think you have. Uh, um, think- okay, well, we'll just go over it either way. Um. So uh, my neighbor uh, like picks up random things at garage sales and whatever and then like will like she'll get desks and stuff and then refinish them in crazy colors and then puts them out for sale <clears throat> and uh at an antique store and you know make a couple bucks on the side of cuz you know teachers are the highest paid people in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Got to do what you got to do. And that's all good. But she also likes to, you know, anything unique that you can maybe as a decorative piece grab, whatever she grabs. She knows I'm a movie freak, so when she sees stuff that's movie freakery, she, you know, oh, I'll grab that for a buck, and then hey, are you interested in this? Yes. I've gotten film cans from her before, which if you don't know what those are, they're the old reel-to-reel uh, tin things, whatever. <clears throat> I And I like grabbing that kind of stuff, because I am a collector. Even though I don't buy nearly as much as I used to, when I come across this old shit, I collect it. I grab it. Sure. I'll fucking take it. Well, she came across a couple of film cans, and they happen to actually have film in them. Two, in particular. Yeah, you're damn straight I want that. I don't give a shit what is in it. It could be the worst film of all time. I don't care. I, yes, give that to, yes, I will take that. Uh, So, we didn't know what the film was, and, uh, I mean, there was one little sticker on the outside that said, kidnapped by Indians, I think. I, I took the uh, reels out of the canisters and kind of tried to look at some of, they're really damaged and not in great shape, but I tried to look at, you know, the first, you know, foot of, of film to see what I could see. And immediately I could tell this shit's real fucking old. So I kind of, Took pictures of the, some of the frames with my uh, on my phone, and did some research around the web and talked to a few people, a few friends on the web, and we all kind of came to the the best guess we could come to is a film called, from oh man I don't even remember now 1930 or 1914 it was real old, uh, but there was a, a short film called Kidnapped by Indians by this company that did short serials, usually, I can't even remember all the details now, they were 20 minutes long, and they were usually two reels, and that's what I got, is two reels. So, I thought, wow, this might be a real find, at least for a movie freak, that's friggin' huge, because what's cooler than being able to, you know, it's cool that you find them, but it would be even cooler if it's something that all these film restoration places don't have. Because I could find almost no information about this thing. And I could find no pictures of it online or nothing. So I started contacting several different uh, film restoration places. And I got a couple of responses. Uh, basically saying, where are you located? And here are the closest places. Or try this other place. I haven't got any solid responses yet. Just basically people pointing me in other directions. Which is good. It's something. It's a step. And, it, and you know, it'd be sweet to have something so unique be in your collection because it's like one of a kind kind of shit. But at the same time, if it's something that a, uh, a historical film rest- or people that restore shit don't have, I would much rather donate it. I would much rather have it in their hands where it can be held for uh, future generations than just yeah. hoard it like a prick. Um just to say that I can, I can have it because, oh, coming later. I'll tell you about the shit that I hoard. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, this not
0: so much, but um, so I'm yeah. curious. Like, is it? Yeah, I, I I don't know anything about like those like extremely you know old. Like, does someone does someone have another film print of that, or is that like is that it?
1: I well, I don't know, and I don't know if it's. Because there was a lot of serials back in the day, and I don't know that they're worth anything because there were so many of them. And, and so I don't know if it's one of those type of things, or if it's one of the, if it's more the type of thing that's historical and people are looking for a copy of it to have in an archive and preserve for cinema history. It could be completely worthless. Like, set it on fire. It's not even worth that. It also could be people have been looking for this please can we see it I don't know but I'm gonna keep emailing these people back and forth and try and find somebody that has some information on uh, on this material
0: and uh, knows better than me let's put it that way yeah do you do, so do you do you have contacts or like yeah it sounds like you have some yes
1: the the one guy from a one of the Historical Film Society has emailed me back with a list of contacts. And so I've emailed a couple of them and I've got a little bit of response, but I haven't, I've been too busy to really (laughs) go hog wild and email every single person because I'm sorry, I'm poor in Ohio working two jobs, you know, doing the best I can. But until then, they will be safely sitting here, not getting any worsely damaged than they already are. And uh, that's the worst part. Like to, to find out any more information about them, I would have to unspool more of the reels. And they're so fragile right now that I, even doing that will damage them more. And I don't want to do that. So I, and here's the other thing too. To get in contact with some of the uh, contacts that I've been given, I'm going to have to ship them somewhere. Uh-huh. And, and that also makes me nervous because one, I don't have a ton of money. I don't want to. It's going to cost money to to safely ship these things somewhere. And two, I don't want to ship them to some asshole who's just going to like sell them to somebody and make money. You know what I mean? Like a collector. Yeah. I, 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 so it's I'm kind of in limbo at the moment, but I've just got to send some more emails and try and find somebody to uh, that maybe has some real information about this. What what this might be. But if you go try and look up that film. Uh, you can't find a single screenshot. And I think I'm looking at, like I really have it in my possession, which
0: is... So you you think that is the right one that you have died?
1: I think so, because one of the actresses in it, um there, there were some pictures of the actress in it and she was in costume. And that looks very similar to uh, some of the frames that I looked at and, and the pictures that I took. But it's also hard to tell because there were so many Westerns made at this time that a bunch of people in bonnets next to a covered wagon you know what i mean mean, shit
0: it could be anybody it's my grandma you never know (laughs) Mm, yeah (laughs) i mean the only one the only company i know that does restoration work um is vinegar syndrome they have their own they have their own facilities that they actually they they would take film reels and that's what they do um but that's obviously not their wheel horses doing something like that yeah with with that, but there's got to be someone out there that has an answer for what you should do with that stuff.
1: Yeah, and if it's something that's nothing, if it's just some serialized garbage that was showed shown before uh, actual movies, then I'm gonna keep it because it's it's not anything. But if it's something historical, I'll happily donate it. I really will, because that is the coolest thing in the world for a movie freak to be able to say. I came across these that nobody had them and now it's out there and you can they cleaned them up and preserved it and now you can buy a digitized version of it. Yep. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But more than likely knowing my luck it's absolutely nothing. They'll be like just go ahead and floss your ass with that film because (laughs) (laughs) we who knows. Yeah. That's cool though. Uh, Now onto my real rabbit trail that I wanted to talk to you about. <clears throat> great news this week it is the tw- this 2017 is the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series and I've talked to you about this series many times over the years and how awesome it is and that you should watch it this is a series from the 90s Uh Batman the Animated Series is being worked on uh getting cleaned up to be released on Blu-ray they oh, announced nice. that uh here in the last week or two yeah. I did a little more digging on it because I was like, hmm, curious how that's going to work. Uh, it probably won't be the until the fourth quarter of next year until this project is done. Why? Uh, because this was shot on film, this anim- hand-drawn animation. It was edited on tape. So Warner Brothers will have to go back to the original film to clean it up into uh, 1080p or Blu-ray, whatever, high def. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get yep. where I'm
1: going with this? So yeah. So they, they're, they're going to have to reassemble every episode. That's 109 episodes.
0: That's kind of like what they did, or that's kind of like what uh, CBS did with uh, Star Trek Next Generation. That is exactly what CBS did with Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah.
1: Super cool, though, that they're finally doing this. The fans have been clamoring for this forever. And, okay, knowing that that's how it was produced, it makes sense that they waited a while. But there was only four seasons of this thing, and it's it's fantastic. I know that uh, me telling you some superhero animated thing is great is, is, like, the whitest of white noise, where you're just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, sure, you love everything. But this is one that you could watch with the boys, and not only is it one you could watch with with your kids, it's fucking great. I mean, for adults, it it holds up. I have uh, the seasons on DVD, and I'd like to I'd like you to borrow them at some point when you're looking for something to watch with the kids. Just like season one, just so you can watch a couple episodes, just to test it out, so you can see what what it looks like and shit. But it's truly astounding. It's like, like I know that saying it's four seasons kind of scares you off. You're not TV guy. You don't want that time investment takes forever, but each episode kind of stands on its own. It has, I mean, there are times where they have double episodes where it's like, this is part one, this is part two, it's two parter, but it's not like you couldn't watch an episode of season three and you're, Oh, I'm totally lost. It's not like that at all. It, they were made to be uniform where you can watch an episode and it's one contained story. Now, sometimes they reference shit that happened other seasons or they bring back a villain from a you know, Oh, it's man bad again. Well, do you remember when we faced him back then? Yeah, we faced him and they'll do a little flashbacky thing, but it's not like you, you sit down and watch an
0: episode and you're completely lost to what's happening. Is the DVD quality. Can you tell like it's, is it lesser quality or
1: does it look like it's still beautiful because it, it it has a totally different style than most other animation because most animation starts on a white page and the animation is hand drawn on the white page. This is the dark night. So they wanted to do it a different way. All their pages started off black and they drew color and shit on top of them. So from the very get go, you can tell this has a very different feel. It has a very gothic feel. It has the feel going back to your childhood memories of that first Tim Burton movie.
0: Yeah, huh? It, it when when that, it was good. When it
1: was good, it has that feel, but it's, it doesn't suck. It, it many have said this on the internet, and I'll say it too. This is like one of the best versions of Batman that's ever been produced ever. It's amazing. Wow.
0: And now, it completely is, it, holds up. Is there a season that's better than the others? Or like, do, do you see a dip in quality as it goes on? Or is it across the board, all four seasons are equally awesome? Season one and two are the best.
1: And then after that, it, it becomes, uh, they retitled it The Adventures of Batman and Robin. And it takes a smidge of a dip, but it's still really good. It's still really entertaining. And for something that you're trying to watch with the family, which is really frickin' hard to find, especially where oh, it is. this is something that's dark, but it's not dark enough to disturb your kids. Uh, and, and your kids won't pick up on the underlying adult tones <laughs> that are yep. in there. It's, it's a home run. And that is the most boring opinion that, that you will ever hear about this show because everybody says the same thing. There literally is not one person on the internet that thinks this is shit. And if they are, nobody cares about their opinions on anything.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I, I'm
1: all about that. I'm... At So here, here was my question. At some point in the future, is there any way that I can get you to at least give this a try on DVD. I'm not saying that you got to go out and drop the hundy that this four season set is going to, I don't even know if I'm going to pick up the blu-ray version because I already have all four seasons. And that was a brutal hunt down for me. That was so hard to get my hands on all of those at, because they were super popular at the time. Oh my Lord. And the only thing that could really get me to rebuy them is that a couple of my DVDs might be a little scratched. And some of the episodes I got, to kind of like skip a chapter here or there.
0: Okay, because
1: they were beat up, I got used. But other than that, I, I
0: would don't get me wrong. I'd love to have the set on Blu-ray, but
1: uh, it you know money, <laughs> and I've already got yeah. it on DVD. I'm like, eh.
0: I'm um, guessing it's going to take a while before they are they are actually released.
1: Uh, fourth quarter twenty eighteen.
0: Okay, that's
1: All a right. speculative date. Yeah. That, again, I, they, I, got, they got to reassemble a hundred and ten episodes.
0: Hey, and I'm still waiting for Deep Space Nine and Voyager. I really, really, really hope that those get the full treatment that Next Generation did. Yeah. But I'm all, yeah, I'm all, I'm game. I pay hey, anything that gets me from watching um, another another silly Lego twenty uh, minutes whatever on Netflix. Yes, please.
1: I I might just drop the first disc. Back with this, uh, the we just traded movies. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just drop the first disc. Just back off with you.
0: Yeah, please that, do. I'll... dude.
1: I I will never forget. I will never forget when this show was gonna premiere, and I think it premiered in the evenings. Like they, it was. They were so happy with their product that they put the first couple episodes out there in the evening for a show that eventually was going to be on in the afternoon, right after kids got off school. And that first episode was so hardcore, and I loved the style so much. That is still my favorite Batmobile. I, I Oh, really? I love this shit so much. It's it's so damn good. I was shocked how much it held up. Uh, my daughter, when my wife and I were dating and she was just getting to know me, I made them sit down and start watching this. And she just this last week, I told her that shit's coming out on Blu-ray, and she goes, you know... Still, some of my fondest memories are watching that show at your, uh, first place when you and mom were dating. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's, ah, it's so good. Yeah. I, I think it's something, I'm only pushing it this hard on you because I think it's legitimately something that Eugene will sit down and watch and go, I, like, this is really good. So, ah,
0: eh, we'll see. I, I might throw that first disc in with you. You did that with uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. I remember when I was in Florida, and I remember the conversation we had. It was like we, uh, literally, we were talking on the phone, and you were like, "Dude, you have got to watch Star Trek: Next Generation." Trust me. I'm like, I, I don't know. And uh, you pushed it on, you were like, trust me on this, keep watching, you, you know, like, start and keep watching, and then I did, and oh, wow. Uh, that turned out to be one of my favorite show television shows of all time, is Next Generation. And then for the next couple of months, we just sat around going, I, how,
1: how much do you hate Deanna Troy's mother? Do you hate her more? Or oh, do I? yes. Because oh, I, I, I those... think we have a competition of yes. who hates her more.
0: Oh, I hated those episodes. Whenever it was a <laughs> Deanna Troy episode, I'm like, no, 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 please. <laughs> oh, yeah. and and, and so it was. I remember back in the back in the day, <clears throat> watching the te- television show. Uh, I'm like, oh, here's a here's Data. Now we have to we have to sit through his jokes, and then I'm like, oh, actually, Data is like the coolest part of these shows. He yeah. was. He was, now we're geek talking. Oh, that's all
1: right. That's all right. But data really paid off because of the movies. We we were more in in tune with the movies. Yeah. We had left the next generation behind uh, back into our, you know, our memory of just watching it on TV. As like it being eh whatever. but we had watched the movies over and over and over and we were annoyed by data. Then you go back and, and we really got in tune with the backstory of data and then it made the movies so much better because they oh, yeah. really paid off on his arc.
0: Yeah. And he, like his lamer jokes in the movies didn't bother me near as much after you watch all of the uh seasons. And man, I flew through all what was it, seven seasons. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. awesome. It was great. Totally.
1: You'll do There's, the same with Voyager one day. Uh, Cause I, oh, I, I, will. I tweaked out on Voyager for a while. And it, and it took me a while to get into it, that first season. It always does when it's a new captain, new crew, every damn time. Yep. I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not this guy and it's not that guy. And then you get, then you get to like the end of season one, and you're like, oh, it's kind of cool. And then you you start
0: season two and it's like, this is sweet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that—that was the way it was for me with Picard. I'm like, oh, bring that gorgeous ball-headed man back, please. He- <laughs> I agree. Another episode with him sipping his Earl Grey tea and yes. uh, screw Kirk. He's yeah. fine, but he's kind of a brash asshole. Let's let's have the dignified, yeah, British guy, reasonable,
1: logical yeah. guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, will you ever get around to Deep Space Nine? God I tried I tried so I hard with I watched the first episode of season one and I'm like oh, I don't know
1: <laughs> I watched like I don't know the first six episodes and from what I've heard from real Trekkie or hardcore trekkies is that you gotta really give it that first season and then man they are really into it I'm not so much but you know eventually I will it just uh, man that transfer on that on that in uh, uh, on Netflix is real rough. So yeah, I, yeah. I just came off of, of Voyager too. You, uh, as well. You you have to like break in
0: between shows. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, I'll get eventually, around to both it. of us. Yeah. Eventually, both of us will have watched every single thing Star Trek. I know we will. It's just matter of time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, there's your derail. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, do you want to go recently watched or do you want yes. another derail? Let's recently watch. We've got a bunch. Well. Oh. I have some. Okay. Well, you're up first, my friend. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's get a couple stand-up comedies out of the way. I know that they're, you know, whatever, but one bears mentioning on the show, I think, because it's a unique approach to stand-up comedy and how it was filmed and the content, and that is a guy named uh, Jonah uh, uh, Judah Freelander.
1: Yes, America. Is on my is... list.
0: I watched yep. it as well. America is the greatest country in the United States, and that is one of the funniest stand-up comedy acts I have seen in as long as I can remember. It is, it is my type of humor right there. It's so bizarro and weird, and especially how they filmed it, like fairly up-close tight shots of just his face. Uh, you never see a crowd. It's just, him with his scruffy beard and hat and glasses, oh, and up, like, you're way, the camera's way too close to you, but that makes it funnier
1: somehow. Well, he is the uh, world champion of faces, sir.
0: Oh, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I love how a comedian like him, he can just roll with anything, like, it's like almost like anything that the crowd throws at him, and he talks to the crowd a lot. Uh, Anything that the crowd throws at him, he just immediately comes back with something hilarious. I'm impressed. I, I was genuinely impressed with how interactive he was with the crowd and how as soon as anybody would say anything, he would turn it into a knockout joke. Just knockout. It was so good.
1: I, hey, I'm that makes me 2 for 2 on recommendations this week. I'm I'm very happy with that. But no, I I've seen other stand-ups from him and I think I liked the other ones that I saw better, but I totally enjoyed this one. And he is one of those people that has this magic ability that I do not have at all where he can be a total asshole to strangers and it's hilarious. And right, when, yes. I, when, when I do it, when I'm a smart ass to people or I say, Hey, what do you think about? What do you, oh, go ahead, throw out a topic. And people throw out a topic and I'm like, ha, 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 ba, 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 And I say something shitty. Everybody's like, ah oh, you're a dick. <laughs> uh, you know, and with him, he can do it and it's just hilarious. And I, yeah, it, it's something in uh, the body posture or maybe I just need a bigger beard. I don't know but <laughs> Maybe. He, he has this amazing ability where he can do that and totally own the crowd. It, it yeah. was, yeah, it was magical. I, I, I'll watch
0: anything that guy does from here on <laughs> out. Any comedy stand up act he does, I will watch. It was great. I actually, that's one that I'll probably rewatch pretty soon again, because it made me happy. <laughs> you should try Just and the- dig up some
1: of his older ones because I, I felt, I kind of felt like I liked those more. But wow. Not, not, here? not knocking this one, but he was very more hobo in this one and a little more angry, whereas yes. the other ones he was more, the other one I watched, he was more playful. I, it's hard to describe and I'm going off a of deep memory. So
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, everything and, that he does, I'm like, oh yeah.
0: Yep. I'm in. Yep, that was great stuff. Uh, and the other stand up comedy act I watched was Mark Marin on your recommendation. And after the high of, of that last one, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still, I want another really good stand up comedy act. And I'm like, you know, Eric talked about this Mark Marin guy. Let's give that a chance. And the first like 10, 15 minutes where he just, he right off the bat goes, (laughs) goes into, uh, Trump stuff. I'm like, yes.
1: What's he gonna do? Oh, What's he, he was!
0: Do? I love that he he just comes out, sits on a bar stool, and that's it. He just rambles on for an hour and ten minutes, and I was never bored. Uh, I liked his uh, almost like he's past the midlife crisis stage, and he's just kind of becoming a grumpy old man. <laughs> is kind of what he seems like. Um, Kinda, yeah. But, but I loved it. I loved it. It was fantastic. Not quite as funny as uh, as uh, the other one, but it was still great stuff. Cool. I'm I'm
1: tickled that you like that one. I and as I said when I recommended that one, that it, that it's a great primer for Mark Maron because you can see that he's a a a real O G hipster. Uh, he, he does not wear the tight pants and the Italian boots because he's trying to be ironic. He wears them because he legitimately likes them. And I love when he rails on, on hipsters. That makes me laugh so much because, because he's doing this shit because he is comfortable. It makes him comfortable and it pisses him off when people do it. Just like, aren't
0: I cool? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His whole hat thing was a great, uh, that was great. (laughs)
1: Shit, I forgot oh, about
0: that. Oh, that was so good. And how it, it, it eventually it <laughs> turns into a kid's story. I'm yeah. like, oh.
1: <laughs> I forgot so about good. that. But that is such a great example
0: of <laughs> yeah, Western uh, lifestyle. Yep. Oh, but both are huge th- thumbs up. And I generally don't talk about stand-up comedy acts too much on the show because, they're, it, you know, they're they stand-up comedy acts. They're not movies, but yeah. uh, they're worth mentioning because they were that good. Okay. Anyway, back to you. Okay, I'll do a quick double
1: header as well, and I'll keep the comedy stand up act thing going with Patton Oswald, Annihilation. Another one that was uh, uh, recently put on Netflix. Uh, yeah, much like the Judah Friedlander and Mark Marin one. Home Run. Yep, yep this is awesome.
0: I agree. I watched it too. Fantastic.
1: It's always great when a comic can uh, make you laugh tears from hilarious and then and then also kind of make you cry like tears of genuine emotion like that's real one-on-one stand-up comedy in a weird way if you've ever anybody that's ever kind of like studied the craft where they say just be yourself and be real and that's the funniest he talks about real shit that's yes real dramatic and horrifying and it can and uh, stir up those Kind of emotions inside of you, and then gently turn it on its head and and make it comedic again. And and you know, hey, we all have to deal with this life and death kind of shit, and move on and 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 have a third act where he makes it really funny again. This was stand up comedy pro, right? Yeah,
0: here. he is a pro. He like uh, actually of all three stand up comedy acts now that we're talking about his I would put above the other two even uh cuz he is a stand up comedy god in my opinion I love his routine uh not just on this one but the previous one that he did yeah I I like his stage presence he is he is probably I would say probably my favorite stand up comedy act right now he is totally up there and if you're not
1: following him on Twitter shame because he is doing this shit daily and it is. I, I he's one of the reasons that I go to Twitter. <laughs> is it, oh, really nice. Oh, the shit that he does every day is so funny. Okay, uh, next up, the, uh, documentary: The Doors. When you're strange, this was, oh, that was a roulette. roulette. Yeah. yeah, and I uh, watched it with the wife. Wife's a big Doors fan. Not much to say here. That's why I'm throwing it in on the uh, double header. It is a rock-solid documentary. There's not much to say about it. Are you into The Doors? Do you find The Doors interesting? Their story interesting? Uh, Then check out this documentary. There you go. It's good. I I wouldn't uh, say that you have to bend over backwards to make sure you get it watched, but it's totally... Fuck, this is awful. This is the worst (laughs) review ever. (laughs) If you are a Doors fan, then definitely check it out. It was totally entertaining, but uh, it's, it's, it's a hard sell because if you're not a Doors fan, then why the hell would you even sit down to watch it? You know what I mean? If you are a Doors yeah. fan, you're going to watch it anyway. And that's kind of where it is. I would I'd just lock it in at like a 7 out of 10, and I'm a Doors fan.
0: Yeah, That's and I'm it. like, I and Now, if you would replace Doors with Black Sabbath, then I'm in. But Doors, they're fine, whatever. But for old school rock and roll, it's Sabbath for me. I'm a Sabbath guy. I'm a metalhead. <laughs> That's
1: fine. So. I would love to see a Black Sabbath movie done in the way that this was done. Lots right. of stock footage. Lots of which I appreciate. I, I'm not saying that yeah. as a negative. It, it was cool to see them behind the scenes, and you know, just a little more stuff. But I'm 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 a Doors fan, so it, yeah, it, it appealed to me.
0: Okay, I uh, I still haven't seen the Oliver Stone movie, which you have recommended numerous times to me. But it's just one of those where I just because I'm not a big Doors fan, I'm like uh, I'm sure it's good. And Val Cummer's cool, but uh, no, eventually, fine. hopefully, I, no, I understand.
1: I for somebody that doesn't. Much care for Oliver Stone. Uh, I think that it's one of the few instances where his style uh, plays to the material, and and same with Val Kilmer. Uh, Oliver Stone's style, and like in my head, is it's psychedelic. He's always psychedelic. He he's stuck in that six uh, late sixties early seventies. Yeah, and I I don't say that as a negative. I'm just saying that's where his mindset is, and it is a... Tr- uh, uh, hmm. It's a strength to that film. For example, uh, what's the, uh, the psycho killer one that he did? Natural Born Killers.
0: Yeah.
1: That movie's dog shit to me. But it, it, he has that psycho crazy aspect going on throughout that entire movie. And I, I don't know. that movie just does nothing for me. But... When that style is applied to a story that actually takes place in that time frame, then it it works. You know? Like, they're all on acid and peyote half the time. Yeah. (laughs) And they were in real life. So, it works. But, I don't know. For a fictionalized serial killer thing,
0: and yeah. I watched Um, that movie three times in the theater. Natural Born Killers. And... Uh, I haven't I haven't watched that since the VHS days, if I remember correctly, because I watched it once, the uncut version, and I remember it did not near have the same impact as when I was, you know, thinking this was the greatest thing ever in the theater. Like, oh, this is so good. And like, eh, the soundtrack's <laughs> okay. L7's cool, and Nine Inch Nails, I think, is in there somewhere. And eh. <laughs> The first time I know. watched it was the first time that I ever smoked weed.
1: <laughs> wow, really? Yep. Oh, wow. Watching that movie? Okay. Yeah. And I was like, wow, smoking weed is overrated and so is Oliver Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I felt nothing off either. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, back to you. Okay. Uh, let's get into some Netflix mehness here, shall we? You can have uh, one round of
1: that, but I want, I want, uh, you know what review I want.
0: Yeah, I do. Okay, um, okay so uh, Killing Ground popped up on Netflix. And this is one that I've uh, heard about and uh, kind of had a cool poster for. So let's give this one a chance. And swing and a miss. However, I will say that I watched much worse off of Netflix than this. This got a two star out of five. Uh, but basically, take take uh, uh, Greg McLean's Wolf Creek, um, and rip it off, more or less, but not that good. Not that good. Not awful, but not that good. And you have Killing Ground. There's, I think there's a good short story in here, but it's almost ninety minutes, and it just doesn't work. It's, uh, a, this family that's camping uh, comes across these two really nasty guys in the woods that, um, spoiler alert, kill and rape. Um And then there's another couple that go into the woods and stumble across the the crime scene. And then the killers show up again. And uh it's brutal and grisly. But I'm like, the whole way through, I'm like, I'm not at all disturbed by this. This feels like, let's, Wolf Creek was kind of disturbing. Let's do that. And no, no. It's, no. It, I've seen much worse. I've seen worse, but it was meh. Kind of forgettable. And then let's get another uh, clunker out of the way. Darkness Rises. Have you seen that on... Uh, or, no, I'm sorry, Darkness Rising. I don't even... I, I've literally forgot the... Uh, no, I, that's
1: a totally forgettable title. I, I, yes. Actually, I would look at that title and I'd be like, no, I don't yeah, think the darkness is going to It's
0: not going to rise. Yeah. Oh, but, it doesn't. It doesn't rise. Um... <laughs> Darkness nope, it... with Anna Paquin. That, that,
1: that <laughs> was darkness right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I accept yeah. your title, but Darkness Rising?
0: It, and I don't even know, I, I don't know what it's called that, but uh, a lady and her two friends go into this house, that, that something happened as a kid, with the kid, and it's haunted, and then there's... Oh, a ghost tale. The Evil Dead, kind of, but not good. And it's oh, it's three actors. You know, you know the drill. You know the drill. By this point, it's this is every other Netflix horror movie. It's three actors in a house, and it's oh, this was. And I watched the whole thing, an hour and twenty-one minutes, AKA four hours long, of Darkness Rising. Zero. I gave this. Uh, <laughs> let me double I'm check. Not gonna, I'm, I'm not, not.
1: I'm not so quick to throw Netflix under the bus for this because was it a Netflix original? No, uh, no, it was Uh, not. Yeah, okay. These things existed before Netflix. Come on. They're they're, they're shit. They're ghosty shit that we order off eBay and then share with each other.
0: Yeah, this was... Anyway, uh, the the best thing about this movie was the poster, and it still gets zero stars. So, back to you. All right. Uh, Where are we at time-wise? All right.
1: Okay, I'm going to get a couple things off my list here. That, uh, you might have some, I'm, I'm gonna lead you in with a, a review here. First up though, Stranger Things 2. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get onto that because it's timely. Having, uh, just come out here in the last couple of weeks. And I feel like you and I had kind of similar reviews on the first season of this, in that as much as, um, uh, everybody in the world liked this much, much more than we did we both enjoyed it but we were kind of like correct me if i'm wrong but i think you and i on the first season were kind of at about a six out of ten yeah it was good i liked it i gave it a thumbs up but i was like why is everybody freaking out like everybody's freaking out about it because it has 80s shit in the background or something i eh, eh, all right it's fine but I felt that uh, uh, there were a couple episodes that were completely boring and added nothing to the story and uh, it could have been cut, it could have been shorter. Uh, So I went into season two going I'm cool seeing more, I want to see more, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to freak out about it. Because I think everybody else is going to. And it turns out it's quite Quite the opposite. Everybody that adored season one kind of is like, season two, meh. And so I'm watching season two going, this is, it starts a little slow, but I'm going, this is, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And then it builds, and it builds, and it builds. And by the time it was all said and done, I was like, you know what? I liked that better than the first season. It has a more complete story, it has a more complete arc for all of its characters. And it has a bigger threat. A more, a, a, a bigger threat that I feel is more threatening than just the Demogorgon. Which was, in my opinion, was kind of, I, don't freak out on me, listeners. I, because I, the first season, kind of forgettable. So, I, from my memory, it was just the Demogorgon, right? There wasn't anything else. Was there?
0: I don't remember.
1: Yeah. I don't... Okay. So it's not just me. Uh, it was, and, and I thought of the demogorgon as being just kind of a, um, foot soldier, a sergeant of foot soldiers from the other side. Okay. Which is fine. But it feels like now with this one, it's, 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 we're, we're starting to deal with the real threat here. And, I had no intention of doing this, but just because of the way that our house is set up and the way that it is with, uh, I have one older kid and two younger kids, um, the uh, <laughs> eh, soon-to-be 13-year-old was like, uh, look, I want to watch this. And she tends to watch things in my office while I'm working on the computers and shit. And I'm like, I, I already watched it. Well, but I want to watch it. Uh, you know what? All right, fine, go ahead. So... I actually watched this season twice.
0: Did you really? Oh, wow. Ah. Kinda.
1: Well, yeah, while I'm working. Yeah. Okay, so bear that in mind. But I mean, you know, the boys are watching their stupid YouTube Pac-Man shit or whatever the fuck in the living room. So she can't watch the scary shit around them. So she comes into my office to watch it. You know what? It's fine. Hell, it's this or Glee. And I sure yeah. as fuck don't want to watch Glee. So, you know what? You want to watch Stranger Things? Go go the fuck ahead. So, I didn't yeah. re-watch the first couple of episodes, but every episode after that, I did actually watch twice. I gotta tell you, dude, as somebody who we agree on season one, season two, there's way more going on. They do a way better job of, of amping up the thrill factor by splitting up the crew. Um, the, the, the drama is, is bigger. I, I, everything was better. All of my complaints about season one, I think were kind of alleviated in season two. We have a better idea of what's going on. There are more questions, but there are also
0: more answers. Whereas season one left you with more questions. Yeah, it did. Now, so I'm assuming there will be a season three. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to keep this shit going. Because season two had
1: tons of viewers that, like day one, watched every single episode. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh Like, uh,
1: this is in no danger of being canceled at this point. Yeah. There were definite things throughout the season that I did not like. But it was more like relegated to, I hated this scene. Yeah. I feel like y- you will feel the same way that I do about this season. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to watch it, but, uh, yeah. I'm not pushing for you to watch, uh, like, I'm not saying, you got to see this shit, because I, I, I think that you'll feel the same way about it that I do. I'm not saying that it is a total course correction and that it's the greatest thing ever. And now it finally is as good as everybody is saying. I'm not saying it's a 10. I'm saying it went from a 6.5 to, like, a seven. Point five or an 8.
0: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, I look forward to your review of it, but I'm not pushing for it. Okay, uh, next up, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Oh yeah, here we go. That was on my to-talk-about list. I'm sure it was, and that's why I'm putting it here so that uh, it's a lead-in for you. I dug this movie. This movie is fucked up. Um, yes, it and is. I expected it to be, but because of the director of Bone Tomahawk, I, uh, I uh, you know, and I, I, it's not a very popular opinion, but I really like Vince Vaughn. I always have. As an actor, he has some politics that I'm like meh on, but I try to avoid diving into any of that shit with uh, you know, most people. Unless they're literally sitting outside with a swastika sig Yeah. Hooper. Other than that, I'm just like, eh, I don't want to hear about your bullshit. Uh, this movie was eye-opening in the fact that I, I don't even know the director's name, but it was eye-opening in the fact that uh, this guy's just making Grindhouse movies. That's what he's doing. He made a Western yes. grindhouse movie, and now he made a prison grindhouse movie. And doing and he, it damn well, I might add. He is. It's it's not quite Tarantino-esque, but it's on the edge of that. It's certainly gory like those kind of movies, and it doesn't shy away from being fake gory, if you know what I mean. Like, there are yeah. times in this movie where it's a plastic
0: head that oh, is getting very crushed. Much. Yeah, Totally. But, free. but I like that. I'm like, I do too. I'm fine with that. I would rather that than stupid Me too. CGI.
1: Yeah. No, no, it's not uh, that I care about CGI or, or realism. When you're going to be this over the top, I want it to be a little plasticky. And yeah, it was plasticky because I can laugh at that. When it's too real, it's like too depressing. And with this movie, it, it, it it's kind of a depressing thing overall, but I didn't feel like it... Like, I wasn't bummed out when this was over, because I was like, oh, that was... It was all oh, fake. It was fine. It's it's no biggie. Red paint and plastic skull, and it is gross as fuck, but...
0: Yes, eh. it is. <laughs> Do you Oof. like when Vince, Vaughn, when Vince Vaughn took on a Mitsubishi Eclipse and won? Yeah, I did. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it was also like... Anger management, the movie, but not the shitty Adam Sandler jokey. Ha ha ha. It just like, this is what it's like when a guy has to really truly deal with anger management and he's keeping it inside. That's I know that sounds kind of jokey for a podcast thing or whatever, but I'm not even being I'm not trying to be funny about that. It's like like a legit legitimate disorder. And he is maintaining it. Somehow to,
0: like, persevere in life?
1: Yeah, does that make any for, sense?
0: Oh, yeah. For two hours, he is a ball of rage that, uh, like, even when he is completely whipping ass, he's still, it's like, he's trying, how do I say this? He's trying to reel it in? Yeah. Like, yeah. he just feels like like this guy is so full of rage, and he's trying to do it as Swiftly as he can, like I, I just so that I can get to the next level, and then now it's the next level. I wanted level.
1: him to murder everybody in this movie twice. Oh, me too,
0: me too. Oh, and and for two hours and twelve minutes, this movie to me flew by. It did. It it did. Over to you. Your review. I thought it was fantastic. I, I didn't like it as much as Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk was like the best western I have seen in. Years and years, uh, I would probably put, put Bone Tomahawk above uh, Tarantino's Django Unchained, uh, but this is, t- like you said, this is total grindhousey, of uh, gory, kind of almost chuckling because you're uncomfortable type movie. You know, I do, but it's it, it,
1: it's it's hard to deal with this movie. And I have to imagine that this is what people felt like back in the glory days of the Grand House and 42nd Street and shit. Where you go to watch this shit and it's uncomfortable. We can watch it now and be like, ah, oh, it's oldie times and it's it's kitschy. But yeah. back then they probably were like, this is fucked up.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is, this is, I'll tell you what, um, Don Johnson, every scene he was in, he stole the show, I thought. He was just a slime bag. I like. Oh, if you don't kill him, well, well, yeah. I liked him.
1: I liked his performance in it was Django, right? Yeah. I I was fine with that in Django, but as a hardcore kid that grew up on Miami Vice, like when I get older, that was me. I'm gonna have a I'm I'm gonna have a five o'clock shadow because that's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, and the white I did suit. Not, did.
1: did not like him in this movie. He was too evil, and I didn't think it paid off.
0: Okay. I, I wanted more from that. Big, big thumbs up with this movie. <laughs> I, Bone Tomahawk was uh, sli- slightly better, but this one probably would make my... uh I don't know. I'm trying to decide if... It's definitely my top ten. I'm trying to decide if it's in my top five of the year. Um... It could be up there.
1: I, I agree with you, though, that Bone Tomahawk was better. I yeah. think that was more of a legit film, where this went way more into the exploitation. It did.
0: Yep. He was such a badass in it. Okay. Oh, anyway. he
1: was. All that being said, I I can't wait to see this guy's next film. Now that I know that he is like an exploitation hound, can't
0: wait to see what he's doing next. No kidding. So he did a Western. He did a prison movie. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, um, and then let's talk briefly about Lawrence of Arabia. Oh boy. Um, now, <clears throat> truth be told, I have not watched the whole thing yet. Uh, I watched, I, I got this on Blu-ray and I watched the first half of it with my wife. Um, which, yeah, I, she wasn't a big fan of. So, Keep that in mind with my review. Um, I appreciate what I've seen thus far, but I did fall asleep halfway through the thing. Granted, I'm an old man, and I and it's feel, four hours long. Yes, it literally is three hours and thirty six minutes long. And by the midway point, I'm like, I okay, we're in the we're still in the desert, and we're still. <laughs> arguing over I'm not sure what yet and I'm not quite sure what the storyline is yet but it's something um but having said that it is a beautiful movie I'm not quite sure how they did this because this is in the days before CGI and there there's like just immense armies of people riding on camels through the desert the g- gorgeous desert um even I don't know even uh, Peter O'Toole's performance is kind of weird in it I think mm-hmm. um, but I, so I, I, I don't have a huge opinion on the movie yet I want to like it but uh, I, uh, I have to finish it oh, you're fine. after, that's after fine. two hours I, I'm like okay I need to turn this off because I am I am falling asleep uh, that's fine I totally accept that review
1: it is a weird movie that it's a forest Gumpy type movie where you just have a guy and he goes and does a thing for a long time and you kind of see his life for a while. And then it's, a, it ends and you're uh, after a while, you're like, wait, wait what was, what was the point of that again? It's here's a guy and here's a moment. In, here's the time in his life. And the reason that it kind of, like paid off for me and this is oh my lord am i gonna take some shit from uh classic cinema people for this but i saw prometheus before i saw lawrence of arabia and uh, do you remember prometheus uh david is watching lawrence of arabia oh yes okay all right he builds his entire persona around Lawrence of Arabia. And after watching Lawrence of Arabia, David in Prometheus makes a lot more sense. Interesting. And the 70 millimeter Blu-ray, my god.
0: Man, it's, it's incredible.
1: Even though I, I can't really defend how it just kind of meanders around and is a thing and he's making alliances with people and over here and over there and things happen and I'm ha what and then there's this giant beautiful cinematic riding a camel out of the desert and I'm like I don't even give a shit about what has happened that <laughs> is beautiful Uh but I didn't give that movie a 10 or anything I just was like wow
0: I watched it one time and I'm really glad I did, and you should too. Yep. And I will. I'll finish it up. I, I, I don't, I certainly don't hate it. I, it's a three out of five right now. I'm, it's, I appreciate what it is, but I'm like, oh, I wish it wouldn't be so damn long. And I hate to say that because it's a, you know, a classic of cinema and it can be whatever length it wants to be, but I'm like, oh, it's camel riding again. <laughs> it is. It's an epic. Yeah.
1: Much like this episode. Okay, let's wrap up and do uh, Coming Soon and be
0: done. because Okay. Oh, damn. Uh, you're up first. Okay. Uh, so, some Blu-rays that I have on the stack. First up is a movie called Parents. Have you heard of or seen Parents starring, uh, I believe, Randy Quaid? Oh, it, yeah, I think I've heard of it. It sounds
1: familiar. I haven't seen it.
0: Okay. Uh, I have seen it on VHS... And it is very, very quirky, weird. Uh, just John Watt. I well, from my memory, John Waters' black humor. We shall see. Uh, but I have that on Blu-ray. And then Code Red, yay! Uh, they he supplied me with uh the being which is uh, Jackie Kong's movie before she made Blood Diner. She made a movie called The, uh, the Being, a creature feature. So I'm looking forward to watching that. And um, what was the other one that I bought from them? I don't know. It's something else that I bought from them, and I'm going to watch it. Mystery selection. <laughs> yes, but that was a drunk purchase at midnight. <laughs> um, but The Being and something else from, yeah, from Code Red. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, no, actually I have to, because uh, I bought it literally due to the cover art and the title, um, I'm like, there is absolutely no way that that is not going to kick ass. I have to find it here. Pause. Um, You're fine. Hold on, because holy shit, it looked awesome. There it is. Devil's Express, also known as Gang Wars. What? Uh, There... Gang Wars. Yeah, there's a, it sounds kung like Fu ga- the shittiest PS2 game I've ever heard of. Oh, the cover is great. The cover is like, uh, there's a zombie on one side and then, uh, dude with an afro doing a karate stance on the other side. And there's kung fuery and shoot. It looks great. Uh, <laughs> so the Devil is Express, aka Gang Wars, is heading my way. Uh, I will have a review for that next week. Is there any other Blu-rays? I feel like there's like one other one that I'm wanting to watch, but uh, those are the main ones being Devil, Devil's Express and Parents. Cool.
1: Okay, coming soon for me, releasing at 1 a.m. tonight is The Punisher from Marvel. Marvel TV shows on Netflix. Uh, I'll obviously check that out. Uh, Justice League is out tonight, and I'm going to watch it. Probably probably very soon. Uh, Firewalker. Do you remember Firewalker?
0: Chuck well, that Norris. Sounds like a Chuck Norris movie, yes. Okay Louis
1: Gossett Jr.
0: Lou Gossett Jr.
1: I found a pristine, untouched VHS for fifty cents. And <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. This is one that I practically wore out at my local VHS, st- uh, rental store. It, because it, it, it just, at the, at the very end, the third act, it started getting into horror. and was kind of creepy. And it was Chuck Norris being Indiana Jones, but then there was this voodoo-y culty shit as my childhood memory serves. We'll see. I'm going to watch it again. Um, what else? Uh, oh. Uh, Pluto TV I was watching today. I was just uh, skimming around looking for whatever bullshit to watch in the background. For, have you heard of a movie called Force 10 from Navarone? Oh, yes. You have. Have you seen it? I have not, but I know what you're talking about. It is a sequel to Guns of Navarone, a movie that I raved about that I got on yes. VHS. I didn't even know it existed. But apparently they made a sequel to Guns of Navarone starring Harrison Ford, Robert Shaw, and Franco Nero. I mean, holy shit. So I watched half of it today, and I was like, oh my god, why don't I own this? So I'm going to track this. I, I had to go do other shit, so I couldn't finish up the second half. Now I have to uh, track it down in some form of uh, home media.
0: <laughs> but yep.
1: from what I saw, awesome. Loved it. Every, I uh, mean, right up there with uh, Guns and Navarone, it was great I, classic, oh, it was so good nice classic cinema, uh, World War II bullshit, but I totally dug it uh, okay, anything else that you want to
0: add for this episode? I don't think so, I think that uh, we've I, there, I, there was actually some more Netflix garbage that I watched that I was going to try to get to, but we'll save those uh, those eviscerations for next week Oh, me too. I have
1: many non-horror reviews because of the month of horror. I didn't squeeze in all the things that I watched that uh, didn't qualify. But uh, we will get to those in the upcoming episodes. And I'm sure we're going to get into some uh, Christmas shit. Oh, Uh, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Coming soon. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. I'll see you next week, dude. All right. Have a good one. Bye.
0: See ya. for listening.